All right. Well, why is it in purple? I don't know. This wasn't my choice. It's prettier that way. And apparently, this uh, this whole show no. apparently is called Donnie Kit or Donnie Grub and Kit. Mm-hmm. It's actually just Kit. Donnie Grub, and then you're listed as the DP. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stop right there. <laughs> did you ever, when you were a kid, did you ever like take multiple colored pens, put them in one hand, and write write them all at the same time? Yeah, so that's kind of like what happened. That's what there. that reminds me of right there. <laughs> Kind of took me back to my childhood, right? There. That's right. Remember those pens that you could get that like had the multicolors? I have them now. You yeah. Because there's a, there's this candy store in uh, in Chandler called Sweeties. Have you been there yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Have but you, you have to told yet? me about it. No. All right. Okay. So this. So we're all missing out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this this place is like the size of a grocery store, right? But uh-huh. all it sells is like the old terrible candy that you could get off the ice cream truck. You wouldn't know. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> she's never eaten know. off an ice cream truck. That is a but lie. Back <laughs> when I was a kid, like you could get like the Ninja Turtle with the gumball eyes. Remember oh, yeah. where the eyes were yes. never like the gumballs were <laughs> never in the eyes. Like, gumballs tasted horrible. <laughs> yeah, they're they're and they're really hard, like teeth breaking uh-huh. hard. And you could get like slingshots and all the stuff that you could hurt your friends with. Mm-hmm. This store has it all. Oh, they even have like the candy cigars and cigarettes. The cigarettes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Are they the cigarettes where you can actually like blow yeah, out powder? Yeah, blow powder. Yeah. yeah. Back in the good old days. Is that Big League Chew? It seems like Big League Chew is yep, really hard yep. to find anymore. Well, actually, you can find that at, the, at Walmart, I think. Of course you can find that at Walmart. Of course. <laughs> but it's behind, like, aisle 17 or whatever, like, checkout right. stand 17. It's over by, the like, the powdered milk and stuff. <laughs> it's a very convenient place me. for it to be placed. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. <laughs> you know you rock some powdered milk. Maybe. <laughs> when I'm out of talcum powder. <laughs> That's, I guess, the way to go for that, huh? <laughs> well, we haven't mentioned this yet. This is episode 18 of the After Hours with the Donnie Grubb Band, and we have a friend here this week. Hello. Ashley Wineland, everybody. Hi, Ashley. Hi, guys. <laughs> Long time no see, right? That's right. It has been a while. Yeah. I just totally forgot what I was saying right there. I don't know. You were, you were muttering I something. I appreciate though. you interrupting me. It was awesome. Well, I, I was interrupting your muttering. I'm yeah, sorry. Okay. I'll just sit here and shut up. <laughs> So uh, Ashley is a country music television, right? A CMT artist, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. You CMT have the official badge and all that fun. All stuff. that fun stuff. I don't have a CMT badge. You have one? I got one for my denim jacket, but I bought it at the dollar oh. store. You get an actual one. Yeah. And you get a check mark on uh, Facebook too. Yes, a nice little verified. Let's get say you're a verified person. What does that mean? What it, that means that she's really Ashley Wineland it on means Facebook. For any time that somebody tries to impersonate me on Facebook, people uh-huh. can know that it's not me. Because they, if, the, if unless it, it has the check mark. Blue check yeah. Mark. The blue check mark says like I've been verified that that is my account. So have you had like people try to like all the time? Really? All the time. It's a. Ongoing problem, actually. This right wow. here, this check mark right Facebook, here. Facebook, Instagram, oh, Twitter. They hit me from all different platforms, so I'm constantly getting messages from fans that are like, "Hey, is this really your profile, right. or like, did you make a new account, or why are they telling me that I'm getting discounts on Ray Bans? Are you trying yeah, to sell or me like, why are they trying to have me send them like thousand dollar Amazon gift cards? You know, like that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's really insane. Wow. Yeah. I could imagine. There's a probably some it's crazy really people. Yeah. There's been some where they try to, you know. 
make it seem like I'm selling like meet and greets and stuff like that. But instead of like just paying normal, you know, like cash or PayPal or whatever, they're like, yeah, if you send me, you know, like these Amazon gift cards or whatever, mm-hmm. you can twenty dollar increments. Yeah, yeah, just just really odd stuff, honestly. Wow. And it's happened so much that the majority of my fans now know that they're fake accounts so i'm just like you guys know what to do report them yeah. you know don't engage just not Keep the check mark safe. one yeah <laughs> just not one. mine right? <laughs> terrible yeah. yeah no dude it's a crazy world out there like they got that for twitter they People got it for everything creative. i can give them that much you, you know <laughs> like well, they're just trying all different avenues i know your buddy aaron goodvin kind of ran into the same stuff there did he yeah he, he, <laughs> uh, he posted something about that earlier this summer where he's just like yeah uh, if you get this you know, Aaron Goodvin impersonator. It's not me. Oh. Yeah. That would explain some messages I've gotten from him. Really? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, that is a good point. Actually. <laughs> right. That explains a lot. Always yeah. double check. If you know that you've been friends with somebody on Facebook for a really long time and all of a sudden you randomly right. get a friend request from them again, right. just go yeah. double check that that account that you've been friends with for a while is actually still Dude, there. that's the truth because I had a friend this summer... So apparently this summer was just fake account like you know mania i guess but yeah. it was funny because it was my friend's name but it was another one of my friend's profile pictures so it was like they were catfishing two of my friends and you're simultaneously like, yeah something, dude something it was else going on <laughs> it was pretty amazing what so happened? for a while there like we all started just you know putting our we'd find our friend's profile picture and put it on as ours just to kind of keep the tradition going that yeah, was apparently just, started just keep there. it interesting just it was confu- pretty fun. confuse everybody but yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> everybody's just reporting everybody i don't know how any of this stuff works so it's okay up. i'm one of those guys that clicks on everything and ends up like <laughs> getting hacked every single instead day. of saying cancel like do you want to do this yes <laughs> but man sure. did you get to figure out why the bride was so shocked when she made it to the right. aisle. <laughs> <laughs> All truth. the clickbait. Yeah, gosh. Like, I don't know what happens next. Something bait. <laughs> <laughs> Something bait. <laughs> so, Ashley, you're a fellow Arizonan, huh? I am. Born and raised. Yeah, but you're not from the same side of town as we No, are. not at all. I'm on the... Com- Complete other side of the world right. in comparison. West it, Valley. It probably helps to be at one twenty-two in the morning here, and <laughs> you're hanging oh, out. Oh yeah, with us. and know that I have a nice hour drive mm-hmm. without traffic. At know? least it's without traffic, <laughs> that, right? That is always nice, you know. Just gotta like dodge anybody who might be like crazily driving on the mm. on the freeway. Tonight. Yeah, we just have to worry about the wrong way drivers this time of oh night. My God. Yeah, that happens a lot, oh. though. Like, yeah. Well, that almost happened to you and Cliff and no, Scott, it happened, right? No, it happened to Scott and Cliff. I wasn't there because oh. I refused to drive with those guys. <laughs> but they, they were coming back from Cave Creek and, like, you know, thank God Cliff drives, like, 45 miles an hour with the blinker on. <laughs> no matter so, what he's driving so he on. He had time to avoid a wrong-way driver. But, Man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's scary, yeah. you know, because, like, you have that moment of, like, panic where you're trying to process what you're seeing but then also at the same time you're driving so fast like your reaction time and your brain's just like what it's like you're the deer in the (laughs) headlight yeah (laughs) and then you have to pray your like spider-man reflexes kick in and and cliff is known for his spider-man reflexes He's a spry dude. <laughs> Cliff's our bass player, by the way. If you, we, we haven't really introduced Cliff well, here yet. Everybody should know because we make fun of him every week. That's a good point. Much. He's never been on the show. You guys he hasn't, no. I don't, think he, I don't think he knows of the internet yet. Right. Cliff, at this point in 
So blissfully ignorant. Yeah, yes. at this point of the night, he's usually a pumpkin at home. Yeah. So I don't blame him. I think most people are. He spends most of his life like daydreaming about whittling. <laughs> that's, 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 that's his life goal right There's there. There's nothing wrong with that. No, not Fair. at all. I love Getting a good it. whittle Old in. You know? crafts. <laughs> yeah, he's a, Make pretty things. He's my friend. He's my friend. <laughs> yeah, Donnie, Donnie's good at whittling. Shut up. <laughs> Ashley, let's talk about you so Kit <laughs> shuts up for a while. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Throw it at me. What have you been doing? Um, well, this year's been really interesting. I mean, you guys know because you're a part of it, but I've been working on a new album. So getting all that together, putting the finishing touches on that has really been the, the primary focus of this year. And then earlier in the fall, sep- September and October, yeah, I was out on the road doing an unplugged tour so we took our acoustic show out on the road and tried out all the new music that we're working on in the studio with people kind of give give everybody a little like exclusive look so what what is the acoustic show is it you and it's you and myself and nick yeah so it's this acoustic guitar and then he has his you know cajon set up and some cymbals and stuff and yeah it's just a very intimate show it's very just obviously stripped down and very personal and it was a lot of fun to just take it and showcase our new music and really focus on the original music yeah. which was really nice you know the full band we have a lot of fun and stuff with it but sometimes it becomes a little bit more focused on like the covers and stuff depending on where you're playing but this whole tour was just primarily focused on the original music that we were doing so it was really cool to see people's reactions to the new music that we're eventually going to be putting out come 2020 and just kind of get a feel and have a real nice intimate show with everybody so is that how you pick like what songs goes on the album like how they do like on the acoustic set it definitely helps to gauge and you can really figure out because people will come up you know during breaks or after the show and be like i really loved you know this song and you start kind of keeping tally in your head of how many times people tell you that they like that song and it kind of helps us figure out you know which songs we want to release as singles and what songs we kind of like keep back and you know, wait yeah. to really put out until the whole album's out. That's awesome. So, I mean, uh, with all that, and, um, you, you, you're in a cool position that you're not only are you hanging out in Arizona getting to play and all that stuff, but you're actually out traveling and doing shows out of the state and within this great country of ours. Oh, so you yeah. get that. No, I mean, it's, a, it's an extremely like blessed feeling. It, road life's hard. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's not for the, uh, the faint of heart by any means, but it's always such a, such a unique and cool experience. You get to meet so many incredible people from all different walks of life. And just to have everybody come together in one moment. And that's to just appreciate country music and have a good time is always really cool. And especially when you get to play your own originals and see how people react to them and stuff. It's just, it's one of those things. I really don't know how to properly verbalize it to make other people understand. It's just one of those things. Like you just have to kind of go do it to really, to really know. And you are, and that's, what's cool. And on top, I mean, it's cool to see, you know, like you said, there's so many walks of life, you know, that you experience. It's cool to see how your music can, you know, touch different people, you know, in all these different walks of life. Yeah, and just seeing how different people in, like enjoy music and how they interact with music during a live show. You know, there's some places where people love to dance, you know, and then there's some groups of people who, you know, don't really show a lot of expression mm-hmm. on their faces. They watch the show, but 
they're intensely watching and it isn't really until like after the show where they come up and they're like oh my gosh I like absolutely loved yeah. your performance and you're like oh good because I couldn't judge right. based <laughs> off of your facial expressions that, that's, and a, that's stuff. a hard thing to get used to is those folks who just sit there and like judge you and the stare. whole time yeah, like it kind of feels like judging, it feels but like judging, it's not necessarily right. what they're And you're doing. like, I don't know if you're enjoying this or if you absolutely hate it. Yeah. Until you do, you have that moment where they come up and they're like, wow, I just really loved your show. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, oh, good. Thank goodness. Yeah. So, you know, just experiencing kind of the polarity and dualities and stuff of how people consume music and enjoy it and, you know, what they like, what they don't like and all that fun stuff it's interesting so this last trip you guys focused like on the midwest mm -hmm, yeah so we primarily uh ran the i-40 from here in arizona up to nashville tennessee so we hit texas oklahoma arkansas and of course like i said nashville yeah and that's primarily where we played for this acoustic run and it was it was a lot of fun yeah. it was probably one of the the most fun tours I've been on. So it, it, that's not before. your first time out in Nashville, right? You've been you've been playing out there for a while, haven't you? Yeah, no, it wasn't my it was not my first rodeo out <laughs> in Nashville. No, I had been I've been out there a handful of times before on tour or for meetings and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was fun. So Oklahoma, how much did you play in Oklahoma? Um, so both times I went out for this unplugged tour, I did two shows in Oklahoma City each time so four times total yeah. i've played in oklahoma city and i gotta tell you it was a lot of fun probably one of the most fun groups that we played to when we were out on the road this year like they just knew how to have a really good time and it was a, kind of an eclectic group of people because you had you know your road warriors who were from all over then you also had the people who were based in oklahoma but Regardless, like the group of people we played to each time we were there, just they knew how to have a really good time. Yeah, it's Oklahoma. I think uh, I don't think I've ever met anybody from Oklahoma that doesn't know how to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, no, it was so much fun, and I it makes it to where like it's one of the places I look forward to playing at. Yeah. You know, because I'm like I know it's gonna be a good time. Like right. the people of Oklahoma have never disappointed me. They rock. You know? And you've got an awesome story about somebody you met in Oklahoma. Yeah, so this last time that we were out on the road, which was back in October, we were in Oklahoma. We played our two shows in Oklahoma City. We were like, yeah, this was awesome. We had a couple days until our next show in Nashville. So we were like, we're going to just like enjoy ourselves. We might actually stop and see something. Yeah, right. <laughs> something I think people misunderstand when you're out on the road is they think like you have time to go explore yeah, all these places you're in. The you're, you're not. You're, you're in, you're out. You might wave at a monument as you drive past <laughs> right. it you know so we were gonna totally soak in all the experiences between Oklahoma and Nashville and, and that didn't happen because <laughs> what did happen was when we had pulled over to fuel right on the border of Arkansas and Oklahoma our trailer hitch the welding on both sides broke wow just totally fractured and dropped right there in the parking lot of the pilot that we were at and so wow that we could have like, been much yeah, worse I mean, thank, thank goodness that didn't happen <laughs> right? on the road i know because it did it just boom it dropped and so we were like well what do we do right because we have to be to nashville in like a day or two and we have this broken trailer hitch so luckily we were referred to 
a guy who came to help us like roadside service wise he came and looked at it and he was like okay like i think i can help you next day happened we drove like a hundred miles around oklahoma and arkansas to try to find a place that might have sold like a new trailer hitch that was our size nobody had it it was going to take like three to four days for somebody to mail it to us we were like yeah that no we have shows we can't do that Mm -hmm. so he was like you know what my dad can weld it we're gonna go and i'm gonna get him he's technically retired but i'm gonna go get him to help you weld your trailer hitch so we drove into the backwoods of oklahoma (laughs) and pulled up on this place with this elder gentleman his name was chuck and on his property were all of these rigs and one of them that really stood out was this eagle tour bus and he came out and he was like so i hear you're a musician and i was like yeah he goes and you need help and i was like yes (laughs) and he goes well i'm gonna help you because i know exactly what it's like to be in your position he goes that bus right there and he pointed to the rig i just mentioned he goes that was Waylon's tour bus i drove this tour bus for him all over the country he's like i also did the same thing for tanya tucker he's like so i know exactly what it's like to be in your shoes right now you go so we're gonna weld this hitch and we're gonna get you back on the road so you can get to your show on friday oh that's awesome yeah so what ended up beginning as like a really kind of dreadful situation turned into one of the most fun times of my life because we just chit-chatted about you know his life and all the things that he'd experienced and it was just kind of funny watching him and his son work because this man i gotta tell you was in like cut off jean shorts (laughs) flip-flops tank top like he didn't wear like face protection or anything like when he was fusing (laughs) stuff together no gloves sparks are flying i'm thinking this guy's gonna catch himself on fire like it was intense but he did it all no problem no flinching nothing like he was a rock star and he did he fixed it all up he welded everything back together and made sure that the holes for the bolts and stuff would fit and it worked and they were like just make sure to tighten them up and stuff so that way it doesn't fall on you again what's cool about it is the guy was actually a rock star right yeah played bass for tanya right Mm -hmm. and it was so much fun because after he had fixed everything you know i pulled out my guitar and i played for him you know some older tunes like some tanya tucker and patty loveless and stuff and he just loved that and he pulled out his guitar and you know like played along and whatnot it was just it was just a really fun like wholesome time what are the odds man that's that's awesome isn't it it's just cool again just musicians like the way that we we can just help each other out and then like hey, and then or not? Now we have to play, right? <laughs> right. Now, well, that, that is the truth, actually. <laughs> if you get really catty with a with another <laughs> fellow musician, love hate relationship, right? right? <laughs> you go either way. All right. So, question: Like, uh, are you going to be able to play any songs today? That's going to be coming on the new album, or you want to do some of the older ones? I, I can probably give like some teasers and play like a little snippet. Oh, that'd be awesome! Let's, something let's do that. that's been off of that is coming. I should say. On the new album, you know you should show. Do you us have a particular track in mind since you guys have played on them, or are you just like you want to leave? Yeah, it up to no, me? I, I was I wasn't going to say anything about that, but yes, Kit and I are playing on Ashley's <laughs> album. Yes, 
<laughs> in case and, you didn't and know. And we did on the, we did on, what, was that the second album or the first one? That was your first album, wasn't family it? The business Family Business album? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, so yeah, I, I remember <laughs> being like 14. Well, you're 14? I thought yeah. you were 16. No. Um, was that that many years ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, because that first album came out and I was, yeah. 15 soon to be 16 but I was 15 at the time and I just remember like being in the studio at like this time at night right you know and you were set up in the in the room and whatnot and playing and just sitting there on the couch and just the click and the cowbell <laughs> click just dunk, dunk, dunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I think we were tracking family business and stuff like that yeah that night, so was yeah, that was the first good one memories I did too, was family yeah. business I had 9,000 drums on that album. I had like seven layers of guitars on that. (laughs) That was a good album. It was a good time. It was a good time. Because your family is actual uh, moonshiners, right? Or you come from a long line of moonshiners. It's truly some family history of mine. Yeah. Yeah. On my my dad's side of the family, those those rebellious Winelands, (laughs) you know? Um, Yeah. Missouri ran shine with his brother, my great-grandpa did, and... I gotta tell you, like some of the stuff they got away with is impressive. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. And I'm just like, I don't know if you could do it. Probably today. not like, nowadays. You'd to, or you'd have to be like a tech wizard to try to get away with. No, straight up, with like satellites and all that oh, stuff yeah. and but night man, vision. Makes you know? for some great stories. Some great stories. We should play one of your songs right now, maybe. Uh, Give a little. Maybe a little taster of uh, little, what's coming up here. Taste, all yeah. right. Did you bling out your capo? <laughs> that I is pretty adorable. Like did you bedazzle I, that? I did not put in the effort to make it look like this. I bought it like this. That's awesome. Because you know. I need. I need a bedazzled like capo. Like some some pretty stuff sometimes. All right. So I'm gonna give a a little teaser of one of my personal favorites that's on the upcoming project. And this one is called I'm Gonna Ride. I'm gonna ride across the desert Feel the warm breeze in my hair I don't know where this road is going But really I don't care It's just me good one I like that's that one. that's all you're gonna get from me <laughs> <laughs> but Teaser. since we were talking about family business if you give me a hot second i'll tune down one hot second one here guys now you're, this is exclusive you're getting to watch ashley wineland do some down tuning here did you record it's those drums over at brian's rolling. place uh for family business yes but it wasn't at the place he's currently at it was the old like counterpoint studios yeah so yeah it was a, that was a cool room man i like that room yeah it was like it was basically it was almost like a dance studio, mm-hmm. almost, yeah. almost, but yeah. it wasn't quite. It was uh, it was more of a music right. academy think, kind of thing. I think every guitar track I've done for you has been in my living room. <laughs> I mean, fair, though. But Brian's always like, okay, yes, yeah, so we're going to get Donnie to play on this, and I'm just going to send it to him, and then he'll get it done, and he'll send it back over because yeah. he has his own setup and stuff. I, I like to play guitar in my pajamas. I don't <laughs> blame you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I could do the majority of the work that I do, 
in pajamas and stuff, it's like, heck yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be comfortable. Yep. You know? I agree. But anyway, here's, <laughs> here's a little little swampy family business for you guys. It's been the family business since God knows when. From generation to generation, from kin to kin. It's our time of year to do it again. Creeks are running, the water's cold. Dusting off the mason jars, propane's full. Time to cook the mash while the trees are full. We're turning that corn into liquid gold. We're just some rebels from up in the hills. Six generations of building stills. Pass it on down is what we do. It's in our bloodline of moonshine. Moonshine. So you wrote that when you were 15? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, probably closer to like 14 and stuff. Dang. You know, it was funny because as I was playing that and we've been reminiscing and stuff over <laughs> old times in the studio, I was thinking about how part of that song was written on my patio as Brian had brought over this like portable rig and stuff yeah. like that. And he was like, yeah, we're just going to, I'm going to come over and we're just going to write it here and you know, have a good time. So we literally sat on like my back porch and wrote that song and just got like super, 
super swampy with well, it. That's, that's awesome. like where late good songs at night. come from is the backyard. Yeah. So do you and uh, do you and Brian do a lot of co-writing? We do. Um, so pretty much everything that you heard off of Simple Life, um, my last album I put out, Brian co-wrote mm-hmm. on it. He helped me co-write pretty much everything off my first album. This album that I'm getting ready to release, he co-wrote a couple of the songs on there as well. So he's he's the one who taught me kind of like the fundamentals yeah. of songwriting. So, yeah. you know, he's really been there as you know i've developed as an artist and stuff like that and kind of had his hands in all of my all of my music well, he's a good mentor you know he's a he's been in this business for a long time he knows how to do it oh no yeah i'm so extremely grateful for brian i mean honestly if it wasn't for him i feel like my learning curve wouldn't have been you know right. quite as like <laughs> a little more curvy yeah right. a, a little, little bit more flatter like, i don't understand anything <laughs> right. so he he was really great about showing me not just like the creative side of things and you know how to operate in the studio but he also went the extra mile to teach me about the business side of things and you yeah. know, making sure that your copyrights are all in place and you know how to even go about booking shows and putting a band together. And he just really was a mentor in every which way you could possibly imagine for somebody as a musician, you know, trying to trying to figure out their way in yeah. this crazy industry because there's so it many is crazy, pieces. man. Woo. Yeah, absolutely. It's the truth. What the, you actually did some co-writing with this fellow, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did do one together. Get to say. So there's been it a few would, tunes. And conveniently enough, we are in the location where the yeah. music video That's was right. filmed. Yeah. That's right. Which, if you guys want to see it, it's on YouTube. <laughs> Donnie and Kit are also in the music video. There's I don't think Nick. I actually played drums on that song, though. <laughs> no, I, think, I think that was Nick. Yeah, Nick played. Nick, Nick recorded that, but you were in the video. Yeah, Nick. And Nick wasn't in the video because he, he broke, he, he his, broke his He broke his femur. Was he, it his hip or his femur? Well, it's kind Same of difference. in the general area. It was like his femur, but it was close enough to his hip that you could call it either or honestly but nick i think technically is in the video you just have to look really hard um (laughs) like in the scene where i'm singing up on stage and they pan to the crowd like he's sitting i think more on like the left side of things but these guys they're in like our bonfire scene where i'm like singing and there's like the band behind me mm. it was kind of like last second the director was like yeah we want to do a band shot yeah. and so we were like hey can you guys come out and do it and kids like i'm in a star wars shirt <laughs> you sure? he, like, strapped, he strapped his snare around his neck right <laughs> It looked amazing. And, that, and then, yeah, beautiful. Donnie in his overalls and stuff. Because we were working guitar. here that night. We were playing that night. Yes. Yeah. Big old bonfire in the back. <laughs> Dude, that bonfire was so ungodly hot. Do you remember that? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I rem- that particular scene, uh, I was. I remember being so frustrated because the smoke, like, got in my eyes and like just made them water so bad and my contact fogged up that I just got so mad with it not like settling. I took my contact out and I threw it in the dirt. <laughs> oh. And so I was like, I could half see, half not. And my eye wouldn't stop watering for the life oh, of me. Man. And it's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause we had done um, a scene prior to that where we went a little bit um, down the road out in the middle of the desert 
and kind of got like whatever fair or festival yeah, was the happening. Lost Dutchman Days Carnival. Was yeah, happening. Oh, was that happening at the it same time? It was like time? in the background, so we kind of like used all the colorful lights as like yeah. a nice little contrast. My eye wouldn't stop watering there. And then we came and filled the bonfire scene, and then my contact fogged up, and I did. I just took it out, threw it in the dirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was F like, this I'm thing. Done with this. Stupid. Done with my thing. eye being so irritated. <laughs> it was cool having the carnival there because that gave you an opportunity for some really cool shots. I remember seeing like the promo shots from that. Yeah, it it made for some really nice shots. We did, like, attempt to go into the, like, carnival and stuff and, like, film stuff around, like, the rides, but it just didn't work out. However, the stuff where, like, it was kind of, like, in the background in the desert, that was really cool. That that worked out well. So a lot of our promo shots and whatnot for when No Prince Charming came out had that in the background. Those turned out really well. Yeah, man, that was a, that was a cool time. <laughs> it was a cool time. I mean, we. I wish I would have dressed better, though. <laughs> <laughs> we had such a good run with that song. It hit number two on the top country, really, like charts on iTunes when it came out. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. My publicist like emailed me. She's like, "Have you seen this?" I was like, "No," <laughs> but it was so cool to like see it sitting up there with you know all the the big names who had music out at the time and there was actually no prince charming and that was actually um how we got the cmt badge and everything like that was the music video for that and that did really well and yeah that's awesome that's good it was a fun time and you had a few other people that uh, you still do that, that kind of help you out with, uh, like kiki and uh oh yeah miss kiki plesha she <laughs> is my publicist but i mean honestly she wears so many more hats than that yeah. they fall under her her publicist umbrella but she is she is a strong lady and yeah. she puts up with a lot of stuff and she helps us so much as far as our day-to-day operations go and you know with out her i don't know i like just thinking about like not having her as part of our team is just like well, i don't even know what we do oh yeah well, she's such an integral piece just like what you say like uh like your learning curve right it's uh, oh, yeah you've had all these little uh, i shouldn't say little pieces i should say you've had all these people kind of come in and kind of start helping you out and like get you like on a path where oh, yeah. you know necessarily wouldn't know where to go it's important to have a good support group absolutely extremely grateful and funnily enough i met kiki here i was gonna say i thought something like that because she um produces ion indie magazine which is a global publication and so they had reached out to me originally just to do like a, a feature story you know as part of the magazine and so we arranged it for them to come out here and we played with you guys mm-hmm. and stuff like that and basically showcased ourselves for her to write her story and everything and she loved us so much that she put us on the cover and then not too long after that she became part of the team and it was That's just awesome. funny to like think back on how that all really unfurled but there's been so many wonderful people who have come into my life who you know have just helped me in so many ways and really not asked for anything in return and it's like the it's those people that like you don't initially think about it like when you're going through it at the time but like looking back on all that and like where I've come from and where I'm going and stuff and thinking about those people you're just like wow 
Oh, yeah. Like, well, I, I just feel blessed. Yeah, well, especially, I mean, you're from the, the west side of town, and this is, like, super-duper east side of town, so, like, yeah, I've getting, made, like, the connections way out here, you know? many a trip out <laughs> right? this way. Yeah, nobody nobody who does music apparently lives in the West Valley. That's the truth, because Josh Roy said the exact same thing. Yeah, he always lives, been feel, like that. He I lives in Glendale. For, I feel for Josh. Yeah, that's where I'm from, and... Yeah, you have to drive all the way out to Mesa and yeah. Gilbert or wherever else out here to Patchy Junction. <laughs> You're a little sour about that. Patchy Junction. Patchy Junction. <laughs> I just remember spending many a night my high school years when I was working on my albums and stuff like that. Working really late into the night because that was the only time I had available because I was in school and sleeping in the back of the in the back of the car on the way home yeah, and yeah. having to then like wake up and go to try school. to do something <laughs> with myself go back to sleep wake up at 6 a.m to get myself ready to that then go spend another seven hours in school and kind of rinse and repeat the whole process yeah. over and over again yeah. well at least you, you you figured out how hard you have to work pretty early on to to do this <laughs> this thing that we like to do That's yeah crazy. no i definitely uh learned the benefits of like time management and taking care of yourself so you're not like a totally exhausted dead pigeon like the rest of the day you know and just trying to like find a balance with everything and self-discipline a lot of self-discipline yeah i believe it yeah i look back on some of those years and i'm like I don't even know how I did it, right. yeah. but I did it. Hey, yeah. wait until you're our age. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can't remember. Right? Then you're just like, what? I did that? <laughs> really? So is uh, No Prince Charming still in your repertoire? Are you still doing that one? Of course it is. Let's hear it. Of course it is. It's a, it is a fan favorite. People love it. We have this thing where um, I call this our shoulder wiggle song mm-hmm. because it was an inside joke between myself and Nick when we were working on harmonies one day with it he was working with my vocal coach tracy jones and he was focused so intensely on making sure that he just really nailed these parts and i was feeling extremely goofy so anytime the guitar lick they play the did it did it did it did it came on because they were having to rerun it I would just like I would do this like <laughs> sort of dance and stuff, just a lot of shoulder motion, and I actually have a clip of it <laughs> that I sent out to my fan club so they would understand the joke. And uh, so now it's like this whole thing where people are like, "I want to wiggle my shoulders and dance to No Prince Charming." So now you're in on the secret, guys. It's an inside joke, but it is awesome. a fan favorite. Here you go. Dissatisfied Some lame ambition you might have Sweet talk me tonight So just move on Don't walk this way You're the only one that's listening To what you have to say Cause I know you I know your games You think you're smooth But you're all the same I
no Prince Charming You might be clever With lots of money I bet some girls just swoon When you call them money But I ain't dumb Don't even bother But you're out of your mind I ain't looking for another Same as any other You ain't fooling anyone with that talk Yeah, I think I'd rather watch you Take that swagger back to the fantasy you're living in Cause this girl ain't falling For no Prince Charming Dreams of a handsome prince in a slipper made of glass. Not a smooth talking star by a cowboy. Bad pick of blinds, and only one thing on your mind, man. You have no class. Well, I ain't looking for another same as. You know what's funny is a couple weeks ago I was going through some hard drives and I found the original demo that I did for that. Yeah. And I was giggling because that's the first time and last time I've ever written a song that had swagger in it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that demo while I was playing it because I was trying to remember exactly like all that was a part of it. And I know the majority of the chorus was there. Yeah, the bridge like, the bridge the was you and Brian. You and Brian put the yeah. bridge in. And I think the second verse. I know you. I think you came in with like first verse. Yeah, I had chorus. like I had like I had the outline for the second verse, but I didn't. Yeah, have, I didn't. I didn't have that finished. But yeah, I thought that was funny. I giggled when I heard that because Brian called me and he's like, uh, "I need a song for for Ashley," and uh, asked me if I would try to put something together. So uh -huh. I I sat down and I'm like. How do I write a song for a fourteen-year-old girl? <laughs> I don't think she was fourteen then. I'm like, I know. Okay, well, I'll put swagger in 15. here. Fifteen. Swagger, swag, and it worked. <laughs> Apparently, I loved it. I, I know. I remember walking in to the to the studio that day, and Brian was like, "Hey, so Donnie has this song that he's working on and whatnot, and he thinks it'd be a good fit for you." And, like, take a listen to it, see what you think. He's like, we have to obviously do some, like, extra work to it and stuff, but, like, here's kind of the foundation of it. And I was like, oh, it's, like, it's really fun. You know what? You, know? you can't ever – do you have that 
demo that I sent Brian? I'm sure it's buried you in the archive. Ever let anybody hear that? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear this so bad now. Kids like, please. Yes, yeah, please, please I send that to me. Loop. Never ever. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's too many people that have this, Donny Grub. Yeah, I think buried <laughs> oh. in the archives is probably. Oh, we somewhere. need this. I have so much stuff, especially from like my early. <laughs> Infant oh, musician years of like old band rehearsals and stuff like that and things that like now I'm really appreciative of but like you kind of look back on all that stuff and you're just like oh my gosh yeah <laughs> like wow you know and that was you can thing. appreciate your growth right and stuff but then like it you also watch those videos and you all of a sudden remember all these memories and stuff and you're like is there a reason why those got buried in my brain <laughs> 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 is there a reason why those got tuned out and stuff right. but then you then i find more often than not i just end up laughing really that's hard about funny. it yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> like uh donnie thinking about uh sending you that that demo there <laughs> oh i wasn't shy about that if it's just ashley and brian hearing it but right that's not like the whole internet needs to saying, hear this you know if there ever comes a time where you're thinking about doing some like exclusive stuff for your fans that is not one of the things that you send out to them do that. at all <laughs> is this like reminding yourself in the future here or? yeah don't do it ashley don't that's do it. funny <laughs> you know because you have those days where you're like digging through the archives and you're like oh what's something cool like can do find an old demo yeah. <laughs> donnie grubb singing about being a girl <laughs> watch you take that swag right <laughs> shut up <laughs> it worked right it no, did Don work donnie's it's a very uh, popular song donnie's not looking for a, pr a prince charming there uh no 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 i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm good <laughs> he, he uses creativity thought about that potential scenario to an extent to write the song. <laughs> and then once that was done, it went. that's as far as it goes. He is like, cool, my job here is done. Oh, man. <laughs> my hands are off. I'm, I'm not thinking about this anymore. Well, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. This is amazing. Let's keep this going for a little oh, bit. Man. Donnie's face is all red and stuff. This is wonderful. <laughs> that's still cool, though. I can't, I can't even imagine so how long have you been playing with nick now like it's you and nick Nick's are like kind of literally been with me from show number one yeah like very first full band performance nick has been there which that was my cd release party and i was 15 when that happened so it's been almost seven years of Dang. playing together wow yeah wow i know gosh has it been that long yeah it's, we've, we've it's known been each other that about that long yeah, I was younger. <laughs> I was younger. Yeah, you weren't 40. You weren't the tender age of 41. Well, <laughs> and like, I remember back in those days, like, Brian used to always refer to you with, like, busking cuffs. Yeah, and stuff, back like, in the day, yeah. And stuff like that. And Courtney Cotter, she opened for my CD release party and stuff like that. Are we Somebody being killing a kitten? And faded? Where is that noise coming from? <laughs> oh, there. The front door. Hi. <laughs> they just saw lights. The other doors open. Right, that's a good They're like, point. "Oh, there's people in there. It's yep. good." <laughs> just filming a secret well, podcast right. in a secret place <laughs> in the middle of the can, night. Right. Nobody needs to know. Nobody needs to know where the hitching post is in Apache Junction, <laughs> Arizona. Thanks, Brent. 
<laughs> it's it's always fun having these because you know this is the after hours podcast at the Hitching Post. So. Right. <laughs> we 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 did one one time where Kit like just did not want to wait till everybody was gone, so we just kind of set up and like half the bar was like still going on over here. Oh, we still. I'm sure that made for fun audio. Yeah. Um, it was times. fine. We kind of had that. We had a uh, we had a. Uh, it you know, actually kind of worked a little bit. Jess and Tina back there, you know, oh, cackling today, yeah. <laughs> right before cackling. we. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, what Tina does is definitely a cackle. Let's be honest here. I'm not saying nothing. I just did. Donnie's nope. like, she Mm-mm. pays me. Nope. I'm not saying anything. Nope. Tina's like mom to Donnie, so she'll 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 use a I've spoon known, on yeah, him. I've, I've known Tina since I was a kid. She used to own a place down the road called Arizona Joe's. Oh, okay. AJ. And uh, when I was. You know, starting out too, I was like 14 or 15, and I used to hang out outside the door down there and listen to the band. And yeah. then when I finally got old enough to go in, she kicked me out because I was fighting. <laughs> you know that chicken that sits on the, our front porch over here? Yeah, that big the, the super rooster. Yeah, the super rooster. <laughs> That's a Pokemon Go right that there. That is a Pokemon Go reference. <laughs> that, that, that particular one used to sit outside the door at Arizona Joe's. Oh, okay. And I was... Uh, you know, having uh, I was having one of those nights. A tantrum. A, a tantrum. I was having a tantrum <laughs> in there one night. And Tina grabbed me by the hair and, like, dragged me out the front door of Arizona Joe's oh, and God. ran my head straight into that chicken. That's intense. And, like, left me laying on the Dude, side. Dude, did it make a bell noise? <laughs> left you, like, laying. Left me laying there. Just a like, yeah. That's awesome. Get out of my park. She loved you enough to bring you back in. Yeah. Yeah, that was apparently a complete accident. <laughs> apparently, Donnie's like, "Man, I'd really like to play here." Tina, Tina, <laughs> right? Donnie, do I need to run your head into a chicken again? Yeah, it was a, it was, a <laughs> it was a weird thing. Wasn't the chicken on the roof at that point? Uh, for here, no, no. Uh, it was. Wait, no, it was. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that yeah. that was that was the first foray with the city with there? The city, yeah. <laughs> first section of problems. First dance, if you will. Anyway, done with us. Let's talk about. <laughs> so you're playing an Alvarez guitar, I see. I am. Are you with Alvarez? Mm-hmm. You are. Yeah, so- I've been, I've been an Alvarez artist since I was 15. Really? Dang! Wow. A lot of stuff happened in my early teenage years. I was say, man. Don't quite realize until I start talking about it. Yeah. So this is actually my very first uh, guitar that I ever got, and I loved it so much. This thing is just has. It, they only made it for a year. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and it was just one of those, like, not necessarily super expensive guitars. Just, you know, my parents were like, eh, it's a nice, like, beginner guitar. You mm-hmm. know, it's not cheap, but it's not uberly expensive either. And it's just been, like, my tried, true, and faithful, you know, throughout the years. And at the time, um, when we looked up Alvarez, they were starting their what they called their breakthrough artist program. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to them and, you know, basically filled out this whole forum about everything I had going on in my 15 year old life and stuff like that and the guitar I was using. And they took a chance on me and took me on as one of their breakthrough artists. And now I'm considered a pro artist. Oh, that's awesome. With them. And yeah, they've provided me guitars and stuff throughout the years. So I have the breakthrough artist series guitar i have their 1965 folk body you know model that they did for their anniversary they gave me one of their masterworks guitars which is one of their like top of the line ones so they've just been really good to me so how long until alvarez has a ashley wineland signature maybe it's the one you have in your hand right now you know hope (laughs) we can only hope and look forward to that moment 
you know just depends on what what the stars have aligned you know <laughs> and when, when that time happens but it's really cool because you know um like josh turner and stuff like that's on their lineup of artists yeah. and whatnot so we got to do a show with him what two two years ago yeah, oh, yeah. so that was cool so like alvarez got involved in that and that's pretty cool it was a lot of fun yeah man that's cool you've had a lot of really cool opportunities you know within a pretty short you know yeah no i'm definitely time. definitely blessed in that regards you know that i've had a lot of opportunities to open up for artists and you know play these sorts of shows and go out on tours and whatnot and, and basically do a lot of things you know in seven years that a lot of people far older than me who have been in the industry a lot longer haven't ever had the chance to experience so it's just really interesting how life likes to just bring in things and I find some of the best experiences for me are like the ones that aren't expected and the ones like yeah. you don't plan for they're just the ones that like kind of come in and they're like oh, hey yeah come yeah. explore this option and it's like oh okay it's how I've met some of the you know great people that I work with and some of the cool experiences that I've had. Well, that, I got. I have to say that uh, there there's something to be said with uh, kind of what you've been able to do. And we keep saying like you were so young when you started doing all this, but uh, mm -hmm. and uh, you've experienced a lot that people that are older than you haven't been able to. And the, the the thing is, it seems like there's a difference between the people that you know talk about doing it and then the people that actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And you're one of those people that actually goes out and does it, and you have. A great support system with your parents you know like even right now your your mom and your dad are hanging out with us right now yeah they they made the drive out here with <laughs> yeah. me so i didn't have to do it all by myself and yeah. drive back yeah. you know at three o'clock in the morning all by my lonesome but yeah no i've definitely been blessed from like day one to have parents who weren't like are you mad are you out right. of your mind <laughs> why are you doing music they might say that to me sometimes now because you, know, <laughs> yeah. you get deeper into things right you know it, it, just, it just gets harder honestly <laughs> but you know this isn't this is an industry where unfortunately there are a lot of people who try to take advantage of mm -hmm. you and you know like throw you under the bus and stuff but there's also a lot of really good people out there and it's honestly just one of those industries where you just have to learn everything you can and really hone in your craft and give people absolutely no reason to say no to you because people yeah. are going to try to find every single which way to reject you and tell you that you're not good enough and you know at the end of the day, it's just a matter of consistently showing up for yourself, mm -hmm, not yeah. for anybody else. And, you know, as hard as you may try to plan things out, it's just a matter of just kind of going with the flow and just saying, hey, you know, I just show up every day and I put in the work and absolutely come. It'll it'll come, yeah. you know, and you just kind of have to have faith that whatever's supposed to happen will pan out and you'll meet the people that you're supposed to meet and mm -hmm. get the help that you're supposed to you know, do and just treat everybody nicely. Absolutely. And that, that's a, a thing I would have to say, too, is that uh, uh, it seems like nowadays, especially in country, that uh, like female artists have a little bit of a harder time kind of breaking through. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely not like the 90s, you know, mm -hmm. where like you had your Martina McBride's and your Faith Hills and, you know, or even like your Reba's and your Dolly Parton's and stuff like that. These women who are just like. Yeah, we're like out there and pounding mm -hmm. the pavement and getting lots of radio airplay. It's, it's a lot more challenging as a, as a female artist and stuff because, I mean, on top of everybody being able to kind of do their own thing as like independence and there's so many different avenues where you can have your music played and, 
you know, just the competitiveness of the industry has just gone up an extra notch. There's also in country music this stigma of, you know, well, women just aren't producing the hits that Mm. people want to hear. And in some cases, sure, I can understand that, you know, but also at the same time, I think there's a lot of women in the industry who are great songwriters and there are some who have really great vocal talent and stuff like that. And it's just a matter of getting them in front of the right people who really mm-hmm. believe in what they do and want to see them succeed. I really hate it when people are like, oh, women don't want to listen to women singers. I was like, excuse you? <laughs> right. like, that's, when mm-hmm. I turn on, like that's what I want to listen to. I want to listen to a female sing a song that I can relate to. Absolutely. Right? Not just because, you know, it's in my vocal range and stuff, but it's just more relatable that way. Sure, I love my guys. I love guy country music. But there's something to be said about a really solid female country tune. Yeah. And I just feel like that aspect of country music, at least as far as, like, radio airplay and stuff like that goes right now, is just missing. It is. You know? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is missing. And people are... the ladies who are out there are trying really hard to figure out, you know, like what's this magical formula right. and stuff that they're looking for right. so that we can have those big hits and that we can chart really well and do all these things and have that recognition and respect that, you know, we feel like we deserve. But it it is just one of those things where it's a numbers game and it's about, you know, when you do get to that point what people are behind you to support you and that's why like with my fans i'm always like any little thing helps whether you stream it whether you download the song you share it with your friends you know like anything helps because if just even you know like ten thousand people went and downloaded one of my songs for 99 cents yeah like not even like gas station coffee, like right. a dollar amount, <laughs> you know, went and downloaded that. 10,000 people did that. I would chart Billboard. That's the truth. Like I would break through Billboard. Yeah. And that's insane. And when you really think about that and like perspective, as far as like how many people are out there in the world. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it from an individual level of like literally it's not even the dollar amount of a cup of coffee and that song's yours to keep with forever and listen to however many times you want whenever you want wherever you want it's like if ten thousand, if just ten thousand people did that it would break through on billboard right like that's insane and it's not that hard and so for anybody who is kind of feeling like man like the music i want to hear isn't getting the play that i wish it had and stuff like that it's so easy just gotta share to just help an artist out whether that's a major artist or an independent artist to get the music that you want to hear out there and in front of the people who are making the decisions of what gets played on the radio and how often it gets played and all that stuff is to just take the time and give an artist support like i said stream it download it talk about it with your friends and family and say hey i really love the song take a listen to it any little bit helps at the end of the day and if you know one person takes the time to do any of those things it just kind of like snowball effects and really helps everybody out at the end of the day absolutely and it's a there's no way that you know us as musicians could even you know be able to begin to express how much of that kind of 
help help like helps. It seems so small to download a song and pay ninety nine cents, but it's like huge for us. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that comes from people not having a full understanding of like everything and everyone who goes into the production of just one song. Absolutely. Right. Because you have. If you're writing on a team, you have all of your writers, mm-hmm. right? And then you take that into the studio, and then you're involving a producer, and then you're including the musicians who play on the track and the people who mix it and master mm-hmm. it. And then you, you know, go further down the line, and you have the people who are pressing your albums and who are distributing it, and, you know, the people who are helping you market the song and stuff like that. Like, there's so many people involved. And that's everybody who's trying to make a livelihood right, exactly. doing this. And it's like, guys, you can make such a difference in so many people's lives by literally just spending 99 cents. Right. <laughs> and it is a big deal for us because there is so much money and time and passion that's put into all these projects. And like I said, just the production of one song. Yeah. No, it's the you truth. know, that it's like it's not throw away whatever little bit that you can to help an artist like it doesn't just help the artist it it gets spread to so many other people who have their hands in it because there's a ton of people who have touched that song before it even comes into your ears you know absolutely i couldn't have said that any better myself we got time for another song absolutely what would you like to hear is there any particular preference do you have any more that you can tease because of the album coming up here what do you think, Dad? Like, which one should you like, should she che- she tease here? Which one? Because I got some options. You know, it's like an album's worth of right. songs. <laughs> you know, you're like, what do we do? Mm, I can do that one. Do our do a ballad. Yeah. So I'll tell the story of this since I can't play like the whole <laughs> whole song. So this song I wrote last year. Wow, last summer, I was out on the road on tour just honestly having the roughest time of my life on the road I was sick with an upper respiratory infection which as a singer is just the one thing you just totally wish to be blessed with when you're out on the road (laughs) and you know just like just feeling so beat up from the road we were playing this like crazy show schedule where you know we were doing like four you know, back-to-back super long shows and stuff, like kind of weekends and and everything, and just feeling really rough. And while I was out on the road, I felt, I learned, I should say, that my great-aunt Anne had passed away on my birthday. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I had a really unique relationship with her in the sense that I never actually, like, met her in person. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like I couldn't tell you like what she looked like, but I did communicate with her via handwritten letters. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. When I started getting into like knitting and crocheting and stuff, that was like a big thing. She was my grandma's sister on their side of the family. And so my grandma told her that I was doing that. She had mailed me all these like knitting needles and like patterns and stuff like that and it started up our basically pen pal relationship right because she was an ill woman you know so you couldn't really call her on the phone because she couldn't hear too well and and all this stuff so I learned about her and got to know her through these letters 
and stuff. And so to find out that she had passed away and whatnot, it broke my heart because I was like, I'll never have the opportunity to like ever see her face to face and get to know her in person. And just having that kind of thought like broke my heart. But of course, behind it all, of course, I was so extremely grateful that I even got to have a relationship with her at all, Mm -hmm. you know, because she lived in Northern California and stuff. So, yeah. And so I was going through all this stuff on tour, feeling like absolute garbage, (laughs) trying to be a rock star. (laughs) And I was in Chicago, actually. And I woke up one morning at 7 a.m., which was a miracle in itself because we were playing shows till like 2 o'clock in the morning and not going to sleep until like the sun came up, (laughs) you know. So for me to just like organically wake up and be like, oh, my brain's just running at this point a million miles an hour. It had been a couple weeks after her passing and whatnot. It just finally like all came out and I woke up that morning and all of a sudden I just had these words that just like rocket fire just was coming out and I'm like I don't I'm not even awake like I don't know what to do with this and I just grabbed my phone and I started typing and typing and typing and out came this song which is titled I'm going home so I'm going home Where the light is stronger Where if the days went longer I wouldn't mind Where love Is unselfish and kind And peace of mind Isn't all that hard to find awesome yeah so melody and all just like literally came out super early in the morning and I tried to get down as as much of it as I could and I I did I came away with this full song of just kind of I think it was just an accumulation of everything I was feeling and you know my body uh, mind was just kind of like slowly processing and it just all decided to come out at once awesome yeah yeah i'll tell you something about that that was when i got the first set of demos um Mm -hmm. to start working on this album that was the first one that i listened to and like yeah i haven't like been blown away by music in a long time and that one like that that one shocked the hell out of me i love that one that one that one's uh that's a good one yeah no it was a real good one thank you and i i literally call it a download (laughs) because there was no like thought process behind like the words that were coming out other than I had a slight moment as I was writing it where I was kind of like I want this to be a song that you could kind of take in multiple different ways you know like not necessarily just about like the loss of somebody and like going home in like a spiritual sense but also you know like coming home after like a hard like living like a hard life and stuff and like finally coming and like making amends with people and really finding your place here 
wherever that may be on this planet and just trying to write it in a way as all these thoughts and feelings and whatnot were coming out where I was like I want people to be able to kind of see this through multiple different lenses and connect with it on different levels because you know not everybody believes as far as like a heaven or anything like that so I wanted it to kind of be a little bit more universal as far as like the interpretation yeah more spiritual instead of religious i guess yeah where you know like i said it could be coming home in the sense of like making amends with your family or like finding a place finally where you're like man like this is home like i've just been feeling so lost and i found like a place or people that really like ground me it's a very grown-up writing it's it's uh thank you it's it's very good thank you yeah i'm excited to to finally put like the the finishing touches on that one and hear like a a fully produced version right. of yeah. it you know brian brian <laughs> brian <laughs> brian love you <laughs> no shade that's awesome yeah well awesome i mean this is, this has been awesome we've already been talking for almost uh, an hour and 10 minutes now dang yeah yeah we were talking about earlier like you know some people just have a hard time filling up the hour and i'm like i'm sure we're just gonna word vomit all over yeah. <laughs> all over this bad boy yeah. it was a good time yeah. so so you're all over the internet you got websites you got facebook's you got the instagrams all oh, that yeah i think honestly the easiest way to go about things if you have a hard time remembering is just to go to my website ashleywineland.com from there you can find all the links to my social media pages but if you just search ashley Wineland and all the social media search engines it should pull up but ashleywineland.com is the sure place to go you guys can sign up for my fan club there which is totally free you guys can find new music my merchandise all that good stuff is available via the website yep just get the check mark ashley wineland none, of those, right. none of those fake ones if she's selling diet pills, it's not her. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us Thanks this week. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. See you later. It's been lots of fun. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? This is Kit from the After Hours Podcast. You may be asking yourself, why do we call this a podcast if I'm watching this on YouTube or even Facebook? Well, the answer is you can actually listen to us while you're driving or while you're flying or while you're swimming or even while you're working out. A lot of people like it this way because they don't have to look at our ugly mugs. The way to do this is that you click on the app that's called Podcast if you're using an Apple product. Once you're inside the app, you just click at the bottom where it says Search. Type Donnie Grub Band into the search bar that shows up at the top. And then once after hours with the Donnie Grub Band shows up, click on Subscribe. And then you will be subscribed to the After Hours with the Donnie Grub Band Podcast. So now anytime that we release a new podcast, you should get a notification and you should be able to find it really easily so that you can listen to it in your day-to-day events. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate you guys.